Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Possibility. Victor, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thanks, Adam. Glad to be here. No, you're most welcome. It's uh, it's great to have you on the show. And basically, I'm just going to kind of go over your title and a little bit about what you do, and you can kind of go more into it. Sure. So your name's uh, Viktor Segalovsky, and you said you're originally from Ukraine, uh, originally. And yeah, you... born, actually, actually born in the Soviet Union. It doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, now now it's Ukraine. But... Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> bit changed quite a bit, hasn't it? Uh, we, and... I, we, le- we left in 1979, so you know, I grew up, I grew up here. But it, I grew up in two cultures, honestly, because, you know, when you're outside the home, you speak English. When you're inside the home, you speak Russian. So I had, I was, I'm, a multi, multi, I'm a product of multiculturalism in that sense. Yeah, it's awesome. That's, that's an interesting, you know, kind of life and experience, isn't it, to have that kind of duality? It's a, it's a, very, it's, it's a very odd one to process, and only people that are like you understand, you know, because you're, you're living in two cultures or... So really, you have to be the you have to be the children of immigrants, or in my case, the immigrant yourself in an immigrant family growing up in America. It's a it's it's a definitely a unique experience to ha- to have one foot in each culture, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting um, you know upbringing and, and way of life, and yeah, you know, I'll kind of go go more into that in a, in a sure. bit. And uh, so you're the co-founder and CEO of Lightwater Scientific, and when we last spoke, you mentioned it's basically, you know, you have a company that is very much into the you know, science of water, really, and, and, and water, you know, the good water and the effect of it on people, isn't it, really? So kind of, can you, can you go more into that? So like what your business is and, and, you know, the importance of water and, you know, what you do and how you got into it? Right. So our, our company is called Lightwater Scientific, and we produce the most deuterium depleted water in the world. Deuterium is a contaminant also known as heavy hydrogen. 
And so we're one of the few companies in the world that can remove this. And this is a new standard of water purity uh, that everybody is going to eventually attain. And uh, we're kind of uh, first, first out there because it's a very difficult process. It's not something you can do at home. It's not something that readily exists. The, techn the technology for it doesn't exist. Everybody has to spend millions of dollars and decades to figure it out on their own. So I was interested in water from a very uh, young age, uh, for some reason, I, it's uh, it always, it always stuck with me when I, you know, when you, when they say that you are mostly water, 75% water, that kind of, that kind of stuck with me because then it, then it's really important what water you drink if you're mostly water. And in fact, if you do the if you look at the biochemistry of it and uh, look at water uh, by molecular weight, we're in incredibly a lot more water than we think. We're actually 98.9% water. We're almost 100% water. So 98.9% water by molecular weight. So everything in our body is using water. It's bound to water. It's using water. It's, it's reducing water. It's oxidizing water. So it's, uh, so it's a very unique thing. So when you look at the water, uh, in our body, it's different than the water that we drink. So my interest was in researching and understanding more about this, what's known as metabolic water. And metabolic water is deuterium depleted water. So essentially what we make is water that's the closest to the water that's inside your own cells. And water is, uh, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> we could talk about all the many things that it does, but, you know, fundament fundamentally, it's what keeps you alive, uh, other than other than the oxygen you breathe. So uh, to me, I'm very interested in these upstream solutions, as I call them, these foundational interventions that can slow down the aging process and increase our vitality and our optimize our health. And uh, in an easy in an easy way, where it's foundational, where you don't where you're not where, where you uh, uh, start right from the very, from, from, the, from the beginning. You don't have to, you know, anything like, a, like they say, you know, a foundation built on sand will not stand. So you have to build a strong foundation when it comes to your health and water and metabolic water is a big part of that. No, that's awesome. And, you know, just a question that comes into my mind is, you know, you know, the water that, the water that we all drink, um, you know, from our taps, so I'm based I'm based in the, in in the United Kingdom. So, you know, a lot of our water is you know kind of treated with different chemicals and different things to kind of get rid of bacteria and this kind of thing. And I know it's like that in America as well, and many other like Western countries. Most places, yeah. In most places, um, I'm not too I'm not entirely sure what is in it. I mean, I've heard that they're. <laughs> And they put sulfur in it. I've heard that they put chlorine well, they, or chlorine. Yeah, the, the water in your body doesn't like to have anything in it, right? It's just it's a it's it's pure. It's like a crystal. A crystal is crystal's purity is based on how how free of contaminants it is. So uh, tap water is a whole other animal. Um, you know, it's it's um, what we what we do is. So basic filtration, which is distillation or reverse osmosis, which everybody should have in their homes, especially if they're living in a city, uh, or even if they're on a well, if they have too many, it's too mineralized, that's not good either. But let's say, let's say basic filtration strips everything out of the water that's not water, that's, uh, uh, that may be a contaminant, may not be a contaminant, but it takes everything out that's not water. What we do is an extra step, because what we remove is not what we remove is a type of water. We all know water is H2O. 
And um, if you look at 20,000, if you look at 20,000 drops of water, which is one liter, you'll see that out of those 20,000 drops that make up one liter, six of those drops are not H2O. They're a different type of water and they're HDO or HOD. And the deuterium replaces that hydrogen and it's a heavy hydrogen. So it makes it, so it makes it uh, doubles, doubles the mass of the, of the, uh, of the isotope in the atom configuration, but it also messes up the structure of the water molecule. It, it changes it so fundamentally that it is incompatible with our biology. So this is, like I said, it's not an easy process to, to remove deuterium from water. Why? Because it's a type of water. So you're removing water from water. So first of all, we start by removing all the contaminants or all minerals or any, any, anything that's in the water. And then we take that, take that extra step, which makes it closer to the water that we drink. Now, we need to replenish water one to two liters a day, more or less. And, uh, but 25 to 30% of the water in our body is recycled constantly. And in fact, uh, if you study the work of Dr. Borosh, who coined the term deuteronomics, which is the study of how deuterium is managed by the body, uh, you'll find that uh, if you look at the biochemistry, that we recycle 1,500 gallons, 1,500 gallons of water per day. But because we lose a lot of water, we need to replace it. So if we replace that water with water that's more compatible with our biology, then sure enough, that would have some positive impact on our health. Now, most tap water in the world has a deuterium level of 150 parts per million. And the goal here is to get down by 20%, because that's what the last 60 plus years of studies show is the ideal deuterium level in the or hydrogen to deuterium ratio in the body. And you can go lower, but, um, but that that's the I think that's what our biology is most compatible with. And in fact, if you look at the metabolic water in our cells and our mitochondria, it's actually even much more depleted in deuterium. It's 60 to 70% depleted in deuterium. So the body has its own filtration mechanism that's trying to keep this out of our energy producing pathways, but it gets overcome pretty quickly as we grow and age. So with like the, the water, so, I mean, this is this is all new to me, so you know it's really interesting, you know, going into well, this. Yeah, it's it's um, new to it's new to most people actually. <laughs> so so I'm I'm in the UK and where I currently live, I notice a difference because I'm down south in in the in the map of the UK for for an example. Okay. When when I used to live further up country in the you know in the UK, the water is very different. It's like harder. And we had like kettles and we had, my mum had to always, you know, lime scale the kettle because the water was different. Yeah, it's, like, high, it's that, high in calcium, it's high so, in sulfur, it's higher, higher in iron, yeah. So is that is that the difference in it? Is it because like where I live now, the water's softer and I think people pay more probably for the water bills down here because it's it's treated differently and it's it's different. That's just That's just the amount of total dissolved solids in the water. And... Mm. If you're drinking just regular water for you know, for the best water for humans is water that has low dissolved solids so you know we're looking at like 15 parts per million to to 100 parts per million of dissolved solids dissolved solids are minerals and elements and whatnot and so yeah you you um humans humans absolutely should not be contaminated with uh minerals that they can't 
they can't that are not that are not uh, assimilable not bioavailable so uh, a water that if you want a water that's crisp it's fresh is water that has low dissolved solids and those dissolved solids those minerals actually give the water its taste and this is this is why so this is why water all water or all spring water if you compare it it has a slightly different taste if you have a if you have a subtle enough palate and there's water competitions around the planet that endeavor to you know vote on what the best tasting water in the world is and that taste is based on the mineralization of that water and the harder the water is the more minerals it has and and it's not it loses it loses that it loses that crispness that your body wants your body wants its minerals from food now even though if you, some people say you got to get your minerals from water I, I don't i don't subscribe to that but uh it's nice when a water is kind of like perfectly mineralized low total dissolved solids for taste right and then certainly bicarbonate elements or sorry minerals like uh magnesium bicarbonate potassium bicarbonate if they're in a, if uh, water has those in the in those minerals in a bicarbonate form then it's beneficial for you otherwise it's not an organic mineral so yeah it's um it's a great subject because so few people know anything about it <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting because i'm just like reading um some information in the you know the email of when we got connected and it says that um water within the water there's an occurring substance that impacts the aging process and chronic illness longevity and cancer patients the substance is called deuterium and that's deuterium yeah yeah that's deuterium yeah so how can the water light kind of affect the aging process and um you know what water depends on that like so if you look at I, I don't I don't know how, how much you or the listeners here uh, know about uh, mitochondria or um, how energy is produced in the body. Uh, so maybe I'll just start at the basics. Our, our energy is produced. One of the main places energy is produced in our body is the mitochondria. Uh, that's an established fact, even though there is some controversy around that one as well. Um, so inside the mitochondria, how does it make energy? Well, if you look, if you primarily, it makes energy different ways, but primarily the bulk of the energy is made in, in uh, with these motors in the electron transport chain. And these are called ATP synthase nanomotors. They're quite phenomenal because they look like a motor generator, like we would make. So they take they take hydrogen protons, that which cause the motor to spin, and then on the other side of the membrane that they're that they're that that motor is in, it produces ATP. Uh, so it generates ATP from the spinning of that motor, causes a kinetic effect with, with uh, we don't need to get into the actual fine details, but the point is, is that we have these motors, we have these trillions of these motors in our mitochondria, and these motors, they're, even though you can't see them in a microscope, or maybe now you can, very difficult, but they are, they, when you look, when you analyze it, it's, a, it's exactly a motor. So these motors make, a, make the bulk of the energy, or the bulk of the ATP energy, in our bodies. Now, because these motors run on hydrogen, when something gets in the motor that is like hydrogen, but isn't hydrogen, which is deuterium. See, deuterium is a type of hydrogen. It's known as an isotope. Hydrogen is the simplest, most abundant element in the universe. And it's the first element on the periodic table. And 
it is so useful for life and for stars and for the universe because it's so simple. It has a, it's the only element that doesn't have a neutron. It's just a proton in the center and an electron cloud around it, right? So it's the smallest thing, smallest thing in nature. So in 1933, it was discovered that not all hydrogen is a proton and an electron, that there are some hydrogen known as hydrogen two or deuterium that actually has a neutron as well. And this neutron doubles the mass of that hydrogen. So when this version of hydrogen, hydrogen two, gets into that motor, it causes it to stutter, shake, and break down over time. And in that moment that it's in that motor, not only does it cause it to stutter, but no ATP energy is produced. And this, based on the amount of deuterium that we have on our planet, uh, on average, that most people are consumed, the oceans are 155.76 ppm, and then it goes all the way down to 89 ppm in Antarctica, and most people are drinking water that's between 145 and 150 parts per million. Okay, so that means that every five and a half seconds, these motors that we have trillions of, that are making the energy in our body, instead of getting the hydrogen that, that they want, they're getting this deuterium, which is hydrogen, but twice the weight. So it doesn't quite mechanically fit. It's a mechanical problem. That's one problem. Second problem is the kinetics. If you look at a bond between carbon, which our bodies are made primarily of you know, carbon and, and water, um, we're carbon-based life forms. So when you look at, so carbon is bound to hydrogen in most everything, right? So when when carbon is bound to deuterium, they disassociate nine times slower. So what does that do? That slows down the kinetics of any reaction, of enzymatic reaction, of DNA replication. And this causes a lot of errors. And this is cumulative over time. And so this is why, you know, we don't look the same when we're 50 compared to when we're 20. Okay. Although I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you say the water is the, like the carbon and based on the water depend, depending on the water depends like it, it creates like chemical reactions in our body basically it's so, deuterium, just imagine deuterium slows everything down imagine you woke up tomorrow and um all of a sudden you weighed twice the you do twice the weight you do now or you had a or you had just a back you know let's say you weigh Let's say you weigh 75 kilos. Well, now you wake up tomorrow and you got a backpack on your, on your back that you can't take off and it's an also weighs 75 kilos. So now you got to live your life with twice the mass and you got to figure out how to carry it around. And so this is what's happening in our bodies. This deuterium, anytime the hydrogen that our body requires is, is, is taken up by a deuterium, you have problems. And so we have about two to four grams of this stuff in our bodies. It's not very much, right? But yet, when you look at uh, when you look at its dispersion in the how it's dispersed in the body, you see that it's actually four times more prevalent than the basic constituents of life: glucose, minerals, magnesium, potassium, calcium. It's got four to four, actually four to eight times more, depending what you're comparing against. So just deuterium, even though there's very little of it in our bodies by, by, by weight, it really has a big impact on our biology. And what it does is it slows us down. It slows down every reaction in the body. So, and it's heavy. That's why our company is called light water, because when you remove, when you remove this heavy hydrogen from water, 
you can actually weigh the water. If you take a liter of water that is normal and take a liter of water that's our water, which is deuterium depleted, and we make a water that's uh, 10 parts per million and also five parts per million, you can put them on the scale, okay, and see that there is, I think, a 200, 200 uh, milligram difference. So um, don't quote me on that, though. Um, there is a difference in weight. So what we're doing is we're just removing this heavier hydrogen because it's incompatible with our biology. And this is the big revelation. This is, a, to me, this is like one of the greatest discoveries in biology because it has a direct effect on us. The fact that we found something, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here, but we found something that is actually directly affecting our aging process. And the reason it does, it does that, as I like to say, is because oxygen is, too, is stupid because it can't distinguish between pairing with a regular hydrogen known as protium, a single proton and electron, or deuterium, which is proton, neutron, electron. So oxygen just goes along, doop, 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 and it thinks it's binding with a regular hydrogen when it's binding with its rare isotope known as deuterium. So some of this water becomes water that's semi-heavy water or heavy water. There's D2O, there's HOD, and there's H2O. We run on H2O. And when you give somebody pure deuterium, uh, pure de water, deuterated water, pure D2O, which doesn't occur in nature, but you can make it in a lab. This is what they use for all kinds of um, nuclear, nuclear reactions and, and uh, atomic energy generation. But uh, when you use heavy water, they use it for a new class of drug, all kinds of things. But when you, if you would give to somebody heavy water, which looks like water, tastes like water, I mean, it's just, it's, it looks like there, there's no way to distinguish it uh, unless you unless you do the uh, isotopic analysis or uh, put it on a scale compared to regular water. But when you give somebody heavy water for five days, they'll they'll die between the third and fifth day. And it looks like water. So this is a problem because our biology is not compatible with this deuterium and no biology is. It's just it's a it's a slow it's a slowing down process. And it, and it directly mechanically damages our mitochondria. So we have a mechanical problem. And um, it's like putting um, the wrong gasoline in your tank. It's like having a, a petrol vehicle and putting in diesel. It's not going to get very far. And yet, so this is, so for us, it's a slow, it's a slow diminishment of our capacity over time, ultimately leading to uh, age and death. So when you said heavy water within four to five days and that could kill somebody, like what what would be heavy water and what what where would that where would you get that? Like heavy water heavy water is the molecule D2O. Regular water is H2O. So heavy water is D2O. And you would get it from a lab. You couldn't find it in nature. Only one out of every 41 million molecules of regular water have this D2O. However, one out of every 6,420 molecules of water are this HDO or HOD. And so this is the problem that we've gone after because there's, even though you could synthesize heavy water in a lab, it's not something that will hurt you. But it's, but it's, but it's configuration of HOD will because it's, it's, every, it's roughly every 6,000 molecules. So, but the heavy water is made in the lab and um you know it's expensive it's like a thousand bucks a liter and uh, i think it's i think it's highly regulated as well but uh but it'll kill you because it doesn't it doesn't fit it doesn't fit metabolically it'll it'll basically suffocate your anaerobic metabolism i think 
you know, like it, it's it's really interesting, like you know, hearing all of this like the first time because this is, I think it's a, I think it's really it's, important. Yeah, it's it's new information. It's it's overwhelming information just to to most. Uh, the consequences of this information are quite severe. You know, it's it's got a lot. It's it's got a lot of punch. Yeah, and I think like also a lot of people. I think there's a lot of marketing. I think there's a lot of uh, you know companies that sell water. Like I mean, in the there's there's thousands, but I mean in the UK we've got like uh, Volvic, uh, Brictvic, um, these different brand names, and you have like supermarkets that are selling their water as well. And a lot of the time, I think we don't necessarily know or understand. You know, for the for the person who's, I mean you're going to know what's in the water more than other people. But for the, the average person, they they think it's healthy and they think it's okay. Well, like, they, should, um, they should educate themselves. It, it, I, 15 minutes of education will will do nothing but benefit them for their entire lives. So is is bottled water okay? You know, like from that we buy in the supermarket, like uh, over time, is that okay? Does that contain this deuterium or is that be that yeah, taken all, out all no all water on the planet is going to have on average 150 parts per million and what it was discovered and the reason this the how this work started was they were in in the late 50s in siberia there was a two chaps there was a, a young biophysicist and a young gerontologist and they were trying to make a name for themselves and their professor suggested that uh, graduate students and their professors suggested that uh, uh, they ta they try to solve a problem that they had no answer for and that problem was there's uh, or or an interesting anomaly there's two populations that they looked at in Siberia and these people had seven to ten times more centenarians people that live over 100 years of age than anywhere else in the Soviet republics or Europe for that matter and they wanted to understand why, because these people were living in like Eskimo conditions. They're practically Eskimos, right? Uh, indigenous type peoples. So they wanted to understand why these people lived so long. And uh, eventually they discovered that, you know, they looked at diet, they looked at lifestyle, they looked at genetics, they looked at everything. And then they looked at the water and um, they discovered that the water that they're drinking, their glacial water was us uh, and that in one in one particular case was 16 percent, 16 to 20 percent lower in deuterium than the water that everybody else drinks so they said maybe this is something okay so they started doing tests with animals and plants and sure enough when you reduce the deuterium in the water things grow better faster live longer and etc right so uh this was a huge this was a huge discovery and then it wasn't until 60 years later that it was 2007 that it was discovered uh why this mechanical problem of why deuterium is so is so terrible for us but then again and all if you if you go all the way back to the early 50s the americans looked at heavy water and they saw that if you give it to an animal it'll die within a few days they said this isn't this deuterium is incompatible with life and so a little bit of this deuterium is in everything it's in water it's in food it's just it's on our planet and it's been rising so what we do is just reduce it. We sell a water that reduces it. So we're not, we're unlike any other supplement because every other supplement is saying here, take this, add this to your body, and it'll have an effect. What well, what our water is doing is just reducing deuterium in your body. So if you if you drink this that water that has less deuterium in it, 
then as you replace the water in your body, you'll have less deuterium total. So the goal here is just to lower your body to those levels that they discovered in the 50s, that if you reduce your deuterium by 20%, you're going you're gonna to have a better, you're going to have more energy, you're going to have more cellular energy, and you're, you're going to have a net energy benefit, unlike anything that there is. Now, water on the planet, like I said, is on average 150 parts per million. But in certain certain places and mountainous areas, uh, very, very extreme north and southern latitudes, because of the way the hydrological cycle operates on this planet, you have some places that are anomalies, in a sense, that have less deuterium. And then when you go there, you, you see that people that drink this water that's 15 to 20% lower in deuterium where they live, and then not to mention all the food that they're eating is also grown in this environment, you'll notice that they enjoy better health than people that are that are living somewhere like uh, coastal where they're drinking water that's 150 parts per million because that little delta over time over a lifetime over decades is going to be an enormous enormous benefit of energy it's a conservation of energy right you're conserving what you would have lost otherwise because you're minim you're you're minimizing the damage that this deuterium does every 5 seconds so, so would you would you recommend like water filters? Because sometimes people will have like a water filter in the house. They'll put the tap water and then they'll have it the water filter. Does the water filter take any of that out? Are they useful? Yes. So, like I said, there's no standard filtration. There's no home water filter or any or any available commercial filtration that will remove or reduce deuterium or the semi-heavy or heavy water. But reverse osmosis or distillation is incre incredibly valuable, like I said. It's, and now the thing, that, the thing that you want to watch out for is if you install a reverse osmosis system in your house, whether it's an under sink system or a um, countertop system, is that you look for one that doesn't have a tank. It's tankless because that tank is a breeding ground for bacteria. And if it's not cleaned regularly, and I mean like every week or, or at least, depending on the water that you have coming in, it will grow a bunch of bacteria and you'll be drinking this without, and you won't, you won't even realize it until you don't feel well. So especially, especially detrimental to young children. So absolutely, you, you, everybody has to take this very seriously. They should know what water they're drinking. And even if you don't drink deuterium depleted water, there's still things you can do in your diet and lifestyle to reduce deuterium in your body. But, but when it comes to water, at least start with something that uh, reverse osmosis that maybe you've remineralized. If you like the, if you, if you uh, want to change the taste of the water, uh, you can remineralize it with different, different mineral complexes. We, we like the uh, ketone marine plasma. It's a 120 year old, uh, basically a very structured salt water, organic salt water. So you can, add that mineralization to your water. But sure enough, yes, you should either distill your water or uh, reverse osmose it. Uh, most carbon filtration is not adequate. Again, it depends where you live, right? Some places you may, like where I live here in uh, Lake Tahoe area up in the mountains, I can drink the water out of my tap. It's actually very clean. And in certain places, it's so clean that they don't even require that it be chlorinated or or fluoride or or fluoride added, which are which are incredibly detrimental to us. So uh, even if you live in anywhere where you have municipal water, they're going to put 
they're gonna they're gonna put uh, uh, fluoride in it most likely. They'll definitely put chlorine in it. Uh, there'll probably still be a homeopathic signature of whatever if it's recycled water. I know in the UK that that uh, you know there's there's all kinds of drugs in the water, right? So uh, or 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 traces of the traces of this water has a water has memory. So unless it's like a hard drive, unless you actually erase it, everything that you everything that you expose that water to that vibration will still be inherently in the water. So water is so it's such a such a fascinating subject because there's no end to knowledge about it. And it's such a and it's such a simple, uh, simple molecule. It's so profound because of the different states that it that it takes and it's just so but for your for people's health if they don't drink deuterium-free water at least at least reverse osmosis tankless or distillation uh or no everybody everybody gets the the your whatever water you drink and wherever you live in the uk or the us or any any western country you're the the data of what the mineral profile of that water is publicly available and everybody should have that so they know exactly what they're putting in their body day-to-day -day basis and then they can make the decision you know what i want to take i want to take this stuff out so i'm going to get myself a reverse osmosis filtration unit or distillation and sometimes carbon is adequate if the water is pretty clean to start yeah no definitely and i think it's really good that you know people do their research and have a look at you know what water they're drinking um you know for their taps because i you know i got one of those uh britsovic water filters i don't know if you like would you recommend those yeah i'd recommend them for about two days <laughs> two days <laughs> yeah because they're gonna they're gonna get again it's a bacteria problem because hmm. i gonna get bacterial growth in those brita filters so because I, I had one of those and I could definitely taste the difference from drinking the tap water as, you know, compared to drinking it for the filter. Yeah, it, it, removed, it, completely... it removed some of the, it removed some of the uh, heavier, heavier contaminants, some of the, some of the heavier particulates. So, so it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to remove everything, you know, that we, we, like, there's a problem with the water, the water that people drink now is that, like I said, you have these. You have you have the uh, vestigial uh, signatures of uh, drugs and pharmaceuticals and you know and this this has a this has a subtle effect on our own consciousness. So clean water, first and foremost, clean water, and uh, and when I say clean, not only free of uh, the contaminants that'll hurt you, but also the contaminants that will hurt you slowly over time. And this is why filtration is important. And also, like you mentioned, like chlorine and fluoride, are there like health problems uh, associated with that in water? Like long, is, is, are they harmful? Chlorine and fluoride long term in water? I think so. I think so. There's enough studies and support evidence to support that it's very harmful. Uh, you know, chlorine is it's not it's not terribly harmful, but again, over time, this can the overconsumption of chlorine can really disrupt the homeostasis of your intestinal flora of your of your of your microbiome you don't want to mess with your microbiome it's like giving it it's like chlorine's like giving it an antibiotic so constant constant use of chlorine is not good uh fluoride has fluoride is even even more damaging in my opinion 
and and uh, a concerted consensus of many. You know, fluoride has an effect on uh, on the brain, uh, among other things. So uh, it's not supposed to be put in the water. It's not. It's not fluor. It's not naturally fluoride per se. It's it's sodium fluoride, which is which is a which is a contaminant, which is very it's 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 going to hurt you. Yeah. In fact, I'll, here's a little story. Uh, my friend had a had a water distiller. Okay, and he was he he was cleaning it, and uh, uh, you know he opened it up like he normally does, cleans it, and uh, usually he cleans it with gloves. Or a towel, and this time he didn't have any around, so he stuck his hand in there and started. There's like a little film that formed, and he started and he started just, you know, just scraping this off with his hand. Next thing you know, his hand like swelled up, got red, and he was he all panicked. You know, I don't know if he went to the emergency room, but I, I think actually he did. He he panicked, and it turns out it's it's that concentrated fluoride on the wall of that tank. It was cleaning. You know, it really hurt him. So uh, we're not supposed to add these things to our water. Uh, fluoride was originally added on the uh, auspices and promise of the benefit of, uh, of uh, dental benefit, that it would lessen the amount of cavities in the body. But uh, I think there's more nefarious, nefarious reasons. And even if there wasn't, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't the government's, this isn't, this isn't the uh, uh, auspices of the government to, to put stuff in your water to affect your health. Okay. It's your personal choice and your personal decision. Yeah, you shouldn't, you know, no one should dictate to you um, what, what you should put in your body. And uh, this is the problem that we're living in today. There, there's a lot of things that people, people put in their bodies right now, whether they eat it or they breathe it, whether they get it transdermally that they never gave anybody permission to put in their bodies and right? they're just it's just a passive thing that happens and people get ill and uh because they don't have a choice they know nobody you know if you if you um if you're driving down a country road and uh and you inhale a bunch of glyphosate you didn't give anybody permission to 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 uh dope you with glyphosate and destroy your health but sure enough that's just that we live in an environmentally toxic world in certain places not everywhere but we have to be conscious of this, and um, and so this so this is this is this is what we have to deal with in order to maintain and achieve optimal health. We have to deal with natural and man-made contaminants that are ubiquitous in nature now. So when a when a child is born, their blood already has jet fuel in it and a bunch of other carcin you know, and, and I think there was like ninety other carcinogens. From where? Where did a child get this? Because it's in the environment, so we're we're constantly under stress, under attack by these contaminants. So what we have to do is increase our ability to defend ourselves. Increase if the body the body is an incredible self healing organism, and with a with a proper functioning immune system, and a and a strong biofield, strong aura, if you will, we're we we can stay ahead of this pollution. Like we can we can never even though we may be exposed to it, we never. We never get any symptoms and we never get, catch any disease from this. But uh, if we are not strong in our, in our uh, biology, in our organism, then we're susceptible to all kinds of things that will just hurt us. So this is one way, you know, when this is, so, this is the, so the conversation is one about energy and two about 
how to strengthen yourself to the point where you can resist uh, resist getting sick, resist getting ill, and then beyond that, just be in just be in perfect health. Wake up, wake up refreshed, sleep well. You know, have a great metabolism. You know, live a long, happy life. Don't have any diminishment of physical ability your entire life. These are this is what this is what's normal for humans. You know, humans. If you recall, our ancestors used to work in the fields, sometimes all day under the sun, even into their nineties or hundreds. Okay. And this is not something that, uh, um, not something that is, um, it's just not, it's just, it's, we've, we've lost something in our, in our um, fortitude as a collective, as a species, you know? So we want to include, we want to, we want to um, do whatever we can, whatever biohack is available to us. That's beneficial. That doesn't have any side effects that we can, that we can implement. We, we need this more than ever. And this is why I got so excited about this when I discovered it in 2004, was that I, I, the science, it just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And it didn't matter to me that it got overlooked by others, that it didn't, it didn't escape me. I saw, that, I saw that in this world where energy is everything, that if you have a way to increase your energy or conserve your energy, you better pay attention to that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really important, you know, and to look after ourselves and make, you know, our own choices on, you know, what's right for us. Because I think, like you said, water is something that we all need. Um, we're all part of water, you know, to kind of function, stay alive. But, you know, to do our own research and look into this, because I think, you know, like you said, um, certain things are being put in place by governments. And, you know, it's just kind of, it, like you said, a lot of it's in place and, I know they monitor water and they do checks all the time and that kind of thing. But uh, I think I saw an article uh, recently and it was like based on the water in the UK. And they were saying that it's, it's too kind of um, too healthy. If that makes sense. We'll say healthy, but it's, it's gone. <laughs> not too healthy, but that's probably the wrong word, but basically it's, it's clean, but it's, it's kind of doesn't need as much stuff being put in it as it probably is. Like it's okay. They could lower it down. Again, again, every city, every city and municipality is going to be different. Mm. Not all water in England, not all water in the, in, in the, in the UK or uh, Europe or America is the same. You're, you're going to have, you can, you can have a well here and then you go down a block and the water profile will be completely different. All right. So, so not all your water is going to, the, the mineralization Damn. of that water is going to be completely different where where you go whatever whatever dissolved solids are in there dissolved gases i mean the, 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 you can't you, you can't say that all the water there's not there's not going to be two types of water all water profile wise is going to be vastly different so it just really depends where you live in the uk and where the wa where your water source is and everybody should know where their water is coming from is it coming from a river is it coming from a spring is it coming from desalination is it recycled from your toilet where is your water coming from man you know yeah definitely it does it doesn't make me think sometimes i i do think like where it comes from and you know i think people need to do more research into that and it's public it's publicly available information instead of instead of instead of uh, devoting all your time to things that aren't going to affect your health entertainment spend mm. spend spend 15 20 minutes researching the things that are going to ensure that you don't have to have a relationship with the pharmaceutical industry <laughs> yeah yeah definitely no, it's, it's really important but you mentioned that you know you discovered this in 2004 
many people overlooked it? Like, why do you think they overlooked it? And, you know, how did you deal with that? It's overlooked because, like I said, when you take a liter of water, 20,000 drops, 19,994 water and six drops are HDO. They figured out oh, what's the big deal. It's, there's not enough, there's not that much of this stuff in, in their water. It's not, and yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it doesn't, that's why they overlooked it. They, they, they failed to take into consideration that even such a small amount cumulatively has such a negative impact. So, but they, they didn't always overlook it. Like I said, in the, in the, uh, when they first discovered that hydrogen wasn't just one type of hydrogen that it actually had there's there's three versions of hydrogen and we're focused on this one deuterium um when they discovered it like i said they 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 said okay well how is this different and uh sure enough it, they they discovered that it is com incompatible with human life which is which is uh, quite paradoxical because hydrogen is the basis of all life you know if you didn't have hydrogen is what everything runs on like a rocket ship stars bodies every living thing in the universe in a known universe uh, runs on hydrogen it's built made of hydrogen hydrogen is still 75 percent of the universe so it was like it was like mind-blowing in 1933 they discovered that not all hydrogen is hydrogen <laughs> so this is the problem and um it's a heavy it's just a heavy thing it's just if you if you if you if somebody says here uh you know what what backpack do you want to carry on this 12 mile hike do you want to carry the the uh 10 kilogram backpack or the 20 kilogram backpack they can say i want to i want to carry this smaller one right it's less work everything in nature wants to take the path of least resistance so deuterium creates resistance so they overlooked it. One other, the other reason they overlooked it, and again, like I said, the, the Americans and the Russians concluded it's incompatible with biology, with, with life 60 plus years ago. But another reason it was overlooked is because nobody knew how to reduce deuterium from water. It was just, there was no possible, there was nobody had the technology. It took, it took decades to develop this technology to remove this type of water from this type of water right how do you separate water from water it's very difficult and uh, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of know-how and it takes a lot of money to build the infrastructure to begin with so it just wasn't available so they said but they put it on the shelf they put it on the shelf over many decades and every decade that they, they revisit it scientific community would revisit it and say is this still is this still uh is deuterium still bad yeah it is yeah moving on there's a there's a big disconnect between science medicine and people like me that are that are just i would say i would say really futurists or pioneers and uh we're ahead in terms of adoption of technology that that others that uh, uh there, there's a you know in the scientific community they, they move very slow because they don't want to make waves right it's very when you make a discovery you have to defend it you know, and you, and unless you're completely 100 percent 
certain, you know, you can get, you can, you can, you can lose a lot of credibility very fast. And, uh, but again, this problem, this deuterium problem, it cannot be refuted. It cannot be challenged because it's a mechanical problem. And that didn't come out until 2007. That paper didn't, wasn't written until, uh, 15 years ago. So, so everything moves very slowly. And we didn't start making this water available in the United States until, 2019 and it took another it took a took a decade before that to get to the point where you can even offer something where you could even offer a commercial offer of commercial product uh even though it's expensive it, it, it you know 10 years before that if it was available which it wasn't but a little bit of it was you'd be paying instead of 20 bucks a liter for deuterium plea water you'd be paying a thousand dollars so it's just never it it, it wasn't it takes people like myself that are bridging bridging science and commerce because it's where everything happens adoption happens in uh, adoption of a of a of a new product or a new protocol or a new intervention happens among the people it doesn't happen in a laboratory so it takes that type of person to advance a field and now if if, if the feedback is positive, you know, if the people use this and get the results, then certainly it helps support the science behind it and more people become interested in becoming experts of the science. And sure enough, there's a new branch of biochemistry known as deuteronomics, as I mentioned. And uh, this new branch of deuteronomics is phenomenal because it's, it's, a, it's, it's filling in missing pieces. You know, there's there's things that they don't understand in biochemistry, and this deuterium problem answers a lot of those um, missing puzzle pieces. It fills them in. So it's a very exciting time. And I, I really, you know, applaud you and what you're doing because you know you're passionate about this and you see this that this is an issue, and you're you know you're wanting to work on this to help people to have you know really good healthy water. And you know your on the inside, uh, yeah. I want the people that yeah. I want the people that have healthy metabolic water. That's right. And I want um, people that have lower deuterium so they feel as good as I do. And and uh, and they should know about they, they should know about what healthy water what mm -hmm. what makes water healthy and what makes water not healthy. At least, that's a that that should have been taught to us in kindergarten, considering we're water beings, but that mm -hmm. wasn't. And then it wasn't taught in first grade and it was not taught in 12th grade. And then it turns out it wasn't taught in college or graduate program or your medical school just wasn't taught. And if it was, it was glossed over very quickly. So, um, so I'm waving the flag to give this attention. Say, Hey guys, this is something that uh, I'm interested in because for, 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 I don't want to, I want to age slower. You know, I want to have, I want to be, I want to be, I don't like the idea of not being able to do things in my 50s and 60s that I can do in my 20s. That doesn't appeal to me. The, mm -hmm. the, the aging process, I'm not interested in it. So uh, I don't believe in it. I'll challenge it. I'll fight it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's an easy way to do it now. Yeah, because I, I saw a, an Instagram video with Simon Sinek um, and this other guy today. And they were talking about the aging process. And they're saying that there's like, scientific research kind of in it that you can be say 50 but then have the body or meta you know like the insides and the health of someone who's like much younger and like i think what, what you're saying like based on 
the water we drink is going to have an effect on that, you know, really drastically. Um, but also, yeah, and, and also, you know, with your company and what it does, so just, you know, how does, say, some say somebody wants to have your product, how is it bottled? Is it in like a supplement form? How does that kind of work? And how do you kind of um, get it out there to businesses or people? We have a website, drinklightwater.com. We sell deuterium depleted water in glass and plastic from half half liter to two liter sizes. And people uh, usually either drink it straight or dilute it. You know, our water is super deuterium depleted. So it's 10 ppm. And you're trying to get down by 20%. So you can dilute it with your regular water, or you can just drink a half a liter or a liter of it a day. And at the end of the day, if the water that you replaced into your, into your body has less deuterium than the water that you expelled, then your body will lower in deuterium slowly. This is a gradual process, about a half a point, half a point uh, part per million per day to about oh, up to one ppm per day. So it's going to take 45 to 90 or more days to get down uh, to that level that you want to maintain at, which is in the 100. 20 part per million range or below so people uh buy our water off our website drinklightwater.com it's only available direct um because it's already expensive so we wanted to cut out as many middlemen as possible in a retail wholesale scenario so you can buy it from us direct uh, unfortunately it's not available in the uk right now we don't have a distributor there uh, we do have some customers there they pay a lot of money to ship it but they're committed to this lifestyle because it because it works. If you can afford it, like I, I always joke that the, our customers are people that can afford to drink it and people that can't afford not to drink it. Because if you've got some, if you're dealing with some health crisis or condition or disease, it's only going to benefit you to have lower deuterium in your body because you'll have more energy to turn on that self-healing ability that that is innate to us. Uh, so uh, so. Now, people might be asking, well, that this is this is frustrating. I've just listened to this podcast and I'm in the UK. I can't get in now I want and I can't get any of your water. So the first thing I say to that is be patient. Second thing I say to that is there's other things you can do to lower the deuterium in your body. You can adopt a ketogenic or keto adapted lifestyle or diet. You can eat you can eat this essentially eat a lot less carbs because a ketogenic diet is a deuterium depletion strategy. Fats have less deuterium than carbs. So, and if you eat less, you'll get less deuterium in your body. So intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet, uh, sun exposure, all these things help to maintain the proper um, balance in the mitochondria. Our bodies, they, they work to filter some of this out. Some of this deuterium out but we like i said we just get overrun very quickly because it's a cumulative effect it's like it's like uh you know it's like getting slapped in the face constantly you know eventually you're like i'm out i'm done <laughs> so so uh yeah this is the this is the thing you can you can you can lower the burden of deuterium in your body not just by drinking deuterium fleet of water you could do it through eating high fat foods or stay in ketosis longer. When you burn a, when you burn a kilo of fat, that translates to about a liter of uh, metabolic water in your body. So it only benefits us to 
switch our metabolism from glucose to ketones. And uh, some people it's easy, some people it's not, but uh, um, that's just the that's just, that's just our biology. We produce four times more energy from fat than we do from sugar, and then sugar has more deuterium than fat, and we actually consume a lot more food uh, than we act, than we need. So that's another thing that people can do is is to uh... now when you if you do lower that's not going to lower deuterium that much, but it'll be a, it'll be significant enough for you to have some long-term benefit just through lifestyle intervention, just through changing your diet. Um, there's, there's a, so there's hope. <laughs> yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing that and, you know, giving advice on people who might not be able to afford it or be able to get it yet in the, you know, in the UK or other parts of, uh, you know, Europe. And, you know, when it's out, I'm happy to promote it, put it out there and, you know, I wish you, you know, continued success with your product and, you know, your research and, Thank you. you know, Thank you. Yeah, everything that you're doing, because I think you're welcome. And I think it's also, you know, important, you know, that if you feel strongly about something and, you know, you discover something to follow that through, regardless of what other people might think or the masses and things like that. And, you know, I think you're doing, you know, great work and, uh, you know, I really appreciate you uh, talking about it because I think, you know, it's, it's really something important that's important that people should, look into and do a bit of research about because there's so much kind of going on behind the scenes it's not just the water that we see you know there's so many other things going on behind that and i really appreciate you uh explaining that and um i appreciate thank you you're welcome and uh just to like a question so you know what um what 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 advice would you say to people uh who want to kind of who want to find their way in life um you know any advice on patience because i think you know like you've been very patient in this business and it you know things take time and there's a process patience doesn't hurt it's maybe a little uncomfortable but it doesn't it's not it doesn't hurt so um yeah so i mean we need patience for everything you know you don't you just have to understand that nothing is instant yeah everything takes time just like just like the sun doesn't appear in the in the, in the in the midday sky right away it takes time everything is in a everything is cyclical so uh you know if you look at the if you look at the definition do you know the definition of luck no no um it's the confluence it's the confluence it's where it's where preparedness means oppor meets opportunity so just be prepared you know everything else will come and but as long as you're prepared, then uh, the opportunity will arise. And there's a there, you know we live in a temporal universe, so uh, it's going to take it takes time. So whether you know, patience is only a benefit to us. Um, yeah. No, definitely. It's a, yeah. It's a little, little little bit of humble advice. I guess. Yeah. No, I appreciate. I think you know we live in a society where people, you know, like a lot of patience, they want it now, and things do take time, but it's worth it. And you know, in the end, if you keep going at it. But, well, um, when you're when you when you take matters of health, when you're when you're talking in terms of health, it takes a long time to hurt somebody for them to get ill. So if you want to go the other way, it's going to take equal amount of time to get well. It's not like and and we want the quick band aid, right? If we want to ignore the things that we did for years, decades that ultimately led to some kind of state that we're in. We want to take a pill or a supplement and then and then instantly recover from that. It doesn't work that way. 
it's everything is gradual. So if you took if it took decades to do something, it'll take decades to undo. It's not it's not uh, you know nothing is you know life isn't fair. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, I I think that's really true, isn't it? You know, people want to get in shape or they want to do something or look after themselves. But, you know, there's that kind of reverse process as well, and that's going to take time. It's that kind of you know works either way. Look, I've got this T-shirt. It says, "It says anti-gravity is a human right," because I believe sometime in the future we will achieve that. I think, I think, just like we achieved airplanes and electricity and a light bulb and and the things that we do now with with our little cell phones and ability to communicate uh, by Zoom. I mean, we've achieved so many things, and eventually we'll achieve this this anti-gravity because what it symbolizes is an achievement in superconductivity. And I believe that's our birthright. What superconductivity is essentially is immortality because there's no decay of spin. There's no friction. So everything in our, in our physical reality has friction in it, right? Everything eventually, if you, if you spin something, eventually it slows down and stops. And I think our ultimate birthright in the future as we evolve, is this is to crack this final piece of superconductivity of room temperature superconductivity and activate that within us i think this is i think this is what we all have in store for us as a species with a superior intellect will eventually arrive at this and so you know it's a process you know enjoy the journey that we were on <laughs> yeah not definitely. we may not be alive to see it you know, we may not witness it, but it's coming. It's coming. Sure enough, it's coming as people in the in the 19th century knew that eventually there would be a light bulb and it happened. So we'll we'll have the we'll we will achieve these things that are only science fiction to us now. And um, and we're getting we're I mean, look, this discovery of deuterium depletion. I so much believe in the science of this because it, it just you can't disprove it. That, that I'm willing to, t you know, talk to you, talk to a million other people and tell them that this is not going away. This is knowledge that you, whether you embrace it now or embrace it later, whether you do something or don't do something about it, you should know about it. You should know that there is a biological contaminant that if you reduce it, it's going to improve your life. No, I, I, I think it's great, you know, like the, the information that you have shared. And, you know, I truly believe that like what you said, even if it's not in our lifetime, it will happen. And it was something that will take effect. And like you said, it's, it's things that take time, but I'm, I'm really, you know, grateful that you've been able to go into detail about this. Cause I think it's really, really important and people, you know, need to know about it. Well, it's, it's been it's benefited me. It's benefited me tremendously. That's that's so I I, I love sharing this because the, the benefit that I've had health wise uh, is uh, it's just I don't think anything else could have got me there. You know, it's mm -hmm. just that my my deuterium level is around 100 parts per million. And uh, most everybody else's if they don't practice this lifestyle or drinking deuterium clear water is 150 parts per million. The difference in metabolic energy is night and day yeah it's a big difference isn't it and i think you know people can it's, get it's massive people can kind of you know 
look on your website and then look into it more and like do you have like social media is any uh tags that you have or anything yeah it's a, it's drink it's drink light water on instagram uh light water galactic on twitter because uh, this is something that's going to be really important for uh, space travel and in, in fact uh anyway it's a whole other topic but uh this has yeah, yeah. so many up this has so many applications uh deuterium depletion or deuterium depleted water has so many applications especially for um people when they start traveling outside the safety of earth you get bombarded by enormous amount of radiation if you go to mars you're gonna you make water there it's got it's gonna have seven times more deuterium so uh, so our um our desire to evolve into a class one civilization where we where we settle other planets is intimately intimately tied with deuterium depletion and and um i'm just trying to inform people <laughs> yeah no i love it and um you know i really appreciate you know you've been on the podcast and you know talking about you know your business like water and the benefits of you know water on people's health and i you know i wish you continued success in what you're doing thank you so much and likewise to you too oh, thank you you're welcome take care Got it, 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 got it,